This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From The Deep. Of course, as always, thank you to our excellent patrons on Patreon. You make this show possible. Yes. We appreciate your willingness to support the show by helping to pay for the hosting and our time, because it takes quite a bit of both to do this. To see how you can help support the show, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, forward slash right from the deep. And thank you so much to our March sponsor of the month, Tammy Partlow. Yay! She is a speaker <laughs> at Women's Retreat and a writer. Her first novel, Blood Beneath the Pines, is a suspense set in the deep south, and she's hard at work on the next book in the series. So thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. And I love those kinds of books set in the deep south. Those are cool. So I'm up for the wonder this week. We've been sharing wonders with you in our introduction time. And my wonder happened just two days ago, and that's when my sweet little two-year-old Corgi Bungie managed to get to a place he shouldn't be and ate some rat poison. Uh Now, normally, a dog eating rat poison is an automatic death sentence. So we scooped him up. We called the animal poison control. They told us what to do. And so with that information in hand, we went to the emergency vet, which, you know, is a good chunk of money, just a walk in the door. (laughs) So... They did their treatments for him, and the wonder to me is that they came back out when I had I showed them what kind of rat poison he ate. They came back out and they told us if he had to eat rat poison, this was the best kind for him to eat because there's an antidote for it. Mm. They said most rat poison, if dogs eat it, there's there's just nothing we can do for them. But she said with this rat poison... Um, you can put him on vitamin K for 28 days, and that will counteract the the effect of the poison, which is to make it so blood doesn't coagulate. Vitamin K counteracts that. So at the end of those 28 days, we just need him tested to make sure that his blood is clotting, but he should be fine. And mm-hmm. while he was a little droopy yesterday, recovering from the awful things that had been done to him by those aliens that came and took him away from mommy and daddy... <laughs> He's doing much better today. He's back almost to his normal little bouncy self. It's a wonder to me that there are people who have the knowledge to save even the animals that we love, let alone the people that we love. And God has given us the knowledge and given us the curiosity to push forward, to know how to deal with things and for the doctors to know what to do and the people who design the medications and even the people who design the harmful substances to know what the antidotes are. So, That's a wonder to me that we still have our little boy bouncing around here being happy. We still have God's grace and that we can know that he cares about every aspect of our lives. Mm. And now, here's the show. 
Welcome to all of you, our wonderful listeners in the deep. We're thankful that you're here with us and we have a guest and we're thankful for that too. Yay! (laughs) Our guest is Lenora Wirth and she and I worked together years and years and years ago. (laughs) When I was heading up fiction at Multnomah Books, she was one of my authors when I was the managing editor there and I always enjoyed her books and loved her humor. She's an ACFW honor roll member. She writes inspirational fiction for Harlequin's Love and Inspired and Sweet Romance for Thule Publishing. She also writes for Kensington Books. This is one very busy lady. Yes. She helped launch the Rodeo Nights Western Romance imprint. Her love-inspired suspense novel, Body of Evidence, made the New York Times bestseller list. And she's also a USA Today and Publishers Weekly bestselling author. She is amazing. In 2016, she received a Romantic Times Pioneers of Fiction Award. And when her 75th book published, she received the ACFW Milestone Pin at the same time that Debbie Maycomber received the same pin. Lenora <laughs> said she was more excited to share the stage with Debbie Maycomber than anything else. And I don't blame her. Debbie is amazing, too. <laughs> Three of Lenora's books have been nominated for the ACFW Carol Award, and she is the RWA Rita finalist. Man, she's written 100-plus books and has an estimated 3 million books in print. She loves cheesecake shoe shopping, walking on the beach and reading. And she has an amazing prayer ministry, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yes. And thank you, Lenora, for being here. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So we love to ask everybody, what does the deep mean to you? The deep, you mean this deep we're in now or anything? (laughs) You can decide. It can mean whatever you want. Well, with you two, it means fun, I'm sure, (laughs) into fun. But I think when I hear the words in the deep, it means going to those places you might not normally go and um, exploring uh, the fiction you might not think you can write Mm -hmm. and taking up on the challenges that you're afraid to step into. Sometimes we go in the deep and we get in trouble, but most of the time we can go in the deep and we find exactly what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, and speaking as a person who you obviously have taken on a lot of challenges with your 100 plus books. So right. those are good words. Right. Thank you. So Lenora and I belong to the same online group of published novelists. And um, we have always had what they call a Monday morning prayer time or a Wednesday morning prayer time where one of the members posts a prayer for the request from the whole group. Lenora took that over. How long ago was that, Lenora? You know, I was trying to remember that the other day. I think it's been about a year now, maybe. I think so. So I've always loved reading the prayers from the different writers who have shared them. But there was something different about Lenora's prayer ministry. She made it so personal and so encouraging. And yes, it was the prayer requests, and but it was also things deep from her heart to share with these other writers. It was it was just really it was moving. The first time I read one of her posts, I just, I almost wept. It was so moving and so personal. And so what led you to doing that? I mean, obviously you're a very busy woman. What <laughs> led you to taking on the prayer ministry for this online group? You know, I, I really don't know what happened to me. I mean, <laughs> I just thought somebody needs to do this. We had, you know, we started it out as prayers for our children. And it would go from one person to the other. And um, 
we would gather the prayers and then we would repeat them in one long um, prayer yes. post so we could pray over these people. But sometimes when I was in charge, it took longer for me to get it together. And I thought, well, you know, prayer is urgent. If it's a small prayer, a big prayer, it's urgent. And why not just do it once a week, like almost live, as live as possible. Right. And that's what made me volunteer to do it that way on every Wednesday. Because, you know, I grew up Baptist, now I'm a Methodist, but we had Wednesday night prayer meetings. Ah, uh, yes. And Vespers and things like that. And so um, I thought midweek, you know, we're, we're, we're rushing to the weekend and it'll be a midweek uplifting time, even during urgent prayers. So that's how it started. And Karen can tell you, once I get to talking, I don't want to stop. <laughs> so once I get writing, I don't want to stop either. So it just kind of organically happened. And I was really shocked when people started responding to it. I'm like, well, what did I write? <laughs> but I mean, I put thought into it, of course, because I really deeply want these prayers to be answered in one way or another. So it's just really whatever's in my head that morning that something grabs me that I can um, relate to the prayers that people are asking us to pray. It was amazing to me because... I always respond to prayers, and I used to say I'm praying, but I wasn't really. You know, if God brought it to my mind, I would pray. But these were so personal. It's like you you brought us into each other's lives in such a way that it reminded us, oh, this isn't just some random prayer request. This is a prayer request from someone we know, um, we like, we respect, we care about. It it humanized the prayers in such a way that as soon as I started reading your requests and, and the things that you added in to help us to do that, to step in the other person's shoes, I would pray right off. And that's what I do now when I read your, your prayer I pray right off and and I'm like, yes, Lord, I agree with that in the authority you've given us. And it's, you have done that for so many of us. You have spurred us through what you do in, in humanizing this uh, into intent and and serious prayer and into rejoicing. It, it is like a worship service. It is like being uplifted. So that's that's really phenomenal. Well, as as usual, the Lord just let me stumble into it because he knows me. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can do this. And I'm like, well, I don't think I can, but I'll try. But, um, you know, when I walk on the beach, I talk to God. And um, so I thought, I guess that's where it stems from, too, because that's my private place to have talks with God. And a lot of things have happened on the beach that, like, I knew God was involved in it. Right, right. And so when we do our Wednesday prayers, and we've known each other for so long, probably 20, 25 years. Right. I've known a lot of things, and it's all women. And so we, we're all mothers, sisters, aunts, cousins, daughters, all the things that women go through. Uh, the men made us kind of leave the other group and, and form this one because they, we scared them uh, of some of the things we were talking about. But we talk about, you know, health issues and um, children and um, moving and um, not being able to move and losing a job or not being able to write that next book. And these are things that we as writers all identify with. And so I think that's why to me it became more personal because 
you know, prayers are urgent. We need them right now. And so everybody can know that on Wednesday morning, I might be a little late, but I'll get there and we will have a prayer meeting. (laughs) There you go. You know what's so fascinating about this too is that you have that time on the beach where you're talking to God, but this is just another medium when you're writing out this prayer. And I think that's really a neat thing for especially writers to think about, you know, if they're if they're feeling like their prayer life maybe is is lacking or is, you know, could stand some expansion like you know, that's true for all of us, probably. It would be neat. You know, do we write out our prayers? That would be a really fun and could be an exciting new way to connect with God. So, Well, it's how I've always connected with God. I, I grew up on a farm and I was the, the last of seven children. So I was more like a, an only child because they were all up around. And they had given me such wonderful examples of what to do and what not to do. And <laughs> I, you know, had my own times. But I would go down to what we called the branch. It was like a little stream and there was a tree there that would wave. And I called that my God tree and I would talk to that tree. And then I'd feel better about things. I did that all through high school until I left there. But um, so to me, talking to God is very personal. I'm not a biblical scholar, you know, but I I love Jesus. And so I like to, you know, put that in when I'm talking, when I feel like I'm talking to this group as a woman to other women, I like to put that in there. You know, he's here with us always. So yes. It's the encouragement, it's the affirmation that you share with us. And it really is like we've all gathered together in a living room and we're sitting there and we're together. And, you know, I know for for those of us who are writers, we spend so much time writing our books or whatever, and we can look at prayer sometime as an Mm add-on. You know, yeah, I'll pray for that when I have time. Or, Lord, I'll pray for that when you bring it to mind. And yet this is stopping and taking time to get personally invested in praying for each other and to get personally invested, even in the words of encouragement and what for me are encouraging devotional, just short little devotionals that you give us to remind us of who we are in Christ and of what prayer means to us and to each other. So my question again is, um, what have you discovered about yourself in this process as a writer? Well, that I can do things if I let God lead me. (laughs) I mean, because, you know, I mean, I think every book I send out, I think, oh, this is the worst book ever. But God led led me to write it. And so I feel like, well, if God led me to write it, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if it doesn't sell a million copies, it's going to be okay. If one person reads it and it helps that person, it's going to be okay. And that's how I've written every book. I always say, you know, I start with just before I even write one word, I just hold my fingers on the keys and let God flow through me. Mm, I love asking, please give me the words. And, you know, as writers, words are our life. And why not expand that to our prayers too? use the thing we love the most to talk to God. Right. In a way that God can feel it and you can feel it. And you can help someone else. Very cool. So how do you feel like maybe you've been impacted personally through what you've been doing on Wednesdays with these prayers you're writing? 
Well, it helped me. It helps me to get grounded and settle because we all have problems in life. And and I, the last few years with everything that's been going on in the world and it all becomes personal sometimes. And you're like, I just can't do it anymore. And so this has helped me know that I have a place to go, that I can share things in confidence with people who understand because they've been through the same things and they're dealing with the same things. Right. And so it's important to me, myself, to be there, to show up, because God wants us to show up. Right. And like Karen said, to actually pray for these people. You know, pray for the, the new requests that come in. Ask people about the requests that have passed, you know, how are you doing? Are you doing better? Would you like to update us? There's some people on there that don't want to talk about anything, but they're included. Yes. Because we yes. know that he is with them too. And so I always try to include them and say, you know, if you have unspoken prayers, we're listening. We're we're here. So I think that's so important what you're talking about, this this need for connection for yes. us as a body. And I believe that God made us that way deliberately. Yes. He yes. made us a body and built into us that need for connection. And I love that it can take a lot of different forms. You guys have this great online group that that works for this. Um, I have been a part of writers groups. I currently am a part of a mastermind. These women are, you know, where I go to for that connection and that prayer. And oh my goodness, what a difference it makes. So I just want to encourage everybody out there, find a connection, find a group. Even if you can't be face to face, right? you know, yeah. this group is very large that Lenore and I are part of, and, and it can't be a face to face thing. But I've seen now that just doing a prayer list or posting, you know, the prayers that, that that are needed and the requests that have come in, that that can be a very personal, intimate thing. And, and you find yourself drawn to God's throne as you're petitioning for the people that you care about. Right. Yes, and I think that's what helped me when when I still answer that question. It has helped me to be closer to Christ. Right. And that's something I needed. And with the pandemic, we it, we don't get together as much as we used to. Right. Hopefully that will happen. But together as women, because women, you know, they women followed Jesus. They believed in Jesus. They held these things in their hearts and pondered them. Right. So we as women, it's our time to be us and to be females who are dealing with with difficult situations or joyous situations. And we can talk to each other honestly without knowing that um, the whole room is listening. Mm. It's just us and Jesus. <laughs> I, I love that. Well, the honesty part, again, that we live in a curated world, even like look at social media, people are just seeing what we choose to put out there. And we're losing that that place where we can drop the mask, where we don't have to 
fear being seen because really we all want to be seen. It's such an interesting paradox. We've been talking at our church about um, about a book by Kurt Thompson. I think it's called The Soul of Desire, but he talks about how we both want to be seen but are afraid to be seen, you know, because exactly. of, you know, we're, we're thinking we're imposters or what are they going to see? So this kind of connection and especially prayer, there's something about prayer that helps us drop the mask and and be authentic with each other. It is so needed. I think it helps our writing too, you know, oh, drop it the mask. Does. It informs our writing because especially in today's publishing world where publishers are bringing in sensitivity readers and suddenly we find ourselves in the hot seat for writing the stories that God has given us to write and not using the right terms that we're supposed to be using. And it gets so frustrating and it gets so debilitating for writers where where we're afraid to put our hands to the keyboard. But when we're grounded in this sense of prayer for others and, and even for ourselves, and, and when we remember that God is with us and we don't have to be afraid, we can let go of trying to be, quote, politically correct, unquote, and instead focus on being God correct. Be mm. correct according to what Scripture tells us, what God is moving you to say. Write what God tells you to write. Put your fingers on the keyboard like you do, Lenora, and just let him fly through what you have to share, through what he's given you to share. I think we spend way too much time trying to do the right thing in the world's eyes rather than doing the God thing. Well, you're right. And, you know, one of my recent um, post was about being a prayer influencer. Yes. Because that's, uh, that's the new catchword. Oh, I need influencers. And there's social media influencers. Why not be a prayer influencer? And, and uh, you know, help people who need the prayer, want the prayer, understand the prayer. Spread that while you're spreading your books and your um, social media platforms. Use that, too. So that's one thing that um, I realized we we have such an influence as women <laughs> who pray. Mm. Yep. So. And it's an influence that God has given us by his blessings and his guidance over our careers. Definitely. We yes. need to be using yes. that to share our hearts about him. Yeah. That's right. I love that word, prayer influencer. That's that needs to catch on. Amen. <laughs> well, we can make it happen. <laughs> so, do you feel like what you're doing has also impacted you then as a writer? Speak a little bit more about how writing these prayers out has impacted you personally as a writer. Well, it really has. It, as I said, it grounded me, and um, even when I'm having a tough time writing, it. It brings me back to the core, you know, why are you here? What yeah. message do you want to give? What is the core of the story you're trying to write? And um, when you go through like a difficult time with a book, the edits might be horrendous or it's just not coming together or you're rushing toward a deadline. I find that now I just sit there and calmly bring myself back to my center, you know, focus on what has to be done and take it one step at a time. And the, I think the last post, I, I, the post I posted yesterday was about our pastor talked about God math. God yes. has a different yes. math than we do. 
God's already calculated everything and he has the answers and we're frantically typing and, you know, <laughs> trying to calculate how many words I need to write today to get to this deadline. <laughs> or how many chapters do I need to finish this book? And um, how am I going to get dinner done? I, I need to be done here so I can go there. God knows all that. Right. And so yeah. I thought, why do I get so frantic about these things when he, he knew me before I was born. He he knows that the hairs on my head, which are not as many. As <laughs> he knows it all. So just relax. And so now if I have a problem with edits, I talk to somebody, maybe my editor or some friends who can help me through it. Pray, of course, always pray. I started this really sad little blog called Pray, Write, Play, Pray, and read, I think something like that. But um, <laughs> it's called askelnora.com. I think I've had about five posts so far. And, <laughs> but that kind of I talk about there, that there, you know, we write, we play a little bit, we pray a little bit, we read a lot. It, these are the things we love as people who write. Right. And I hope to keep developing that. That was another thing that, you know, I thought, well, I need, you know, I need to blog again. I stopped blogging because. I got overwhelmed and I thought, I just need to blog again. And it's it's not for a social media platform. It's not to gather numbers. It's just the place for me to write. Yes. Kind of uh, free write, you know, freestyle. Yeah. I love it. You know, we're um, almost out of time. It's gone so fast. Do you have, out of your, you know, wisdom of 100 plus books, do you have any final <laughs> words of wisdom you want to leave with our listeners? Well, if you're a writer, write what your what your heart tells you to write, and don't compare yourself to other writers. Amen. And let God lead the way. Mm. If you're a reader, read the books that can teach you a message and help you heal and help you enjoy life. You want to have joy because you know there's darkness and then there's light, and we want to give light to our readers. That's important. Amen. Yes. Well, Lenora, thank you so much for coming here and sharing with us. I so appreciate everything that you've talked about and how you share your heart with the listeners here on our podcast, but especially in the prayers that you share and in the prayers that you do for the group that we're both a part of. Um, you've reminded me of the the foundation of being conditioned to turn to God, mm -hmm. the this has helped you then to make your instantaneous response to struggles and obstacles and joy and all of that to be to turn to God. And may we all learn that. May we all be so conditioned that we can relax. We can rest in him and we can let him take us where he wants and know that our only job is obedience and he handles all the rest. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at writefromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Mm -hmm.